Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from our Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Aviva Richmond. Let's listen. Hi, this is Aviva Richmond from Hadar sharing thoughts on Parshat Shlach. Believing in ourselves, owning our inheritance. In Parshat Shlach, 12 scouts scope out the promised land. They are on a mission to gain answers to specific questions, some about the land itself and what kind of home it will be, and others about the strategy for conquering the land. Fundamentally, it is a story of receiving an ancestral inheritance and doing the work to figure out what it will take to make it home. This story of homemaking has implications for our broader religious lives as well. After all, the Torah is called an inheritance, Marasha. And we might ask ourselves the same questions the scouts confronted. What would it mean to feel at home in Torah? And what will it take to get there? Indeed, in some respects, Torah over the centuries ends up being a kind of home for B'nai Israel, maybe even more than physical land. When the scouts arrive in the land, we have no idea how they felt at their first encounter with this inheritance. Four verses offer an entirely neutral description of what they did and observed. But when they speak to the people in retrospect, they share how they were impressed and how they were scared, neither of which convey a sense of home. They describe how the land is meant for giants and not for them. Their foray into this so-called inheritance made them feel small, like mere grasshoppers. Home, on the other hand, is about being surrounded by what you know is meant for you, feeling neither impressed by the surroundings nor scared but primarily a sense of familiarity and belonging. In this story, for these people, fear never resolves into belonging. The people never arrive at a sense of home in the land God promised. But the rabbis see another mode for feeling at home with God, related to the mitzvah of tzitzit. The mitzvah of tzitzit comes at the end of the parsha and may serve as a kind of conclusion to the story of the spies. Many of the mitzvot that come at the end of the parsha are prefaced with the phrase, when you enter the land, which may feel particularly harsh to this generation who will never enter. However, the mitzvah tzitzit does not have that preface. It is relevant everywhere and at all times. A midrash describes tzitzit as feeling surrounded by or at home in God's love. Chavivin Yisrael, shesivivan hakatuv b'mitzvot, Tfilin b'roshehen, tfilin b'zerotehen, mezuzah lefitchehen, arba knafot talit. Israel is beloved for God in the Torah, surrounded them with mitzvot. Tfilin on their heads, tfilin on their arms, mezuzah at their doorways, the four corners of the talit. In this vision of mitzvot, they're not primarily about achieving specific outcomes. They have a more subconscious and affective quality. The phrase, surrounded them with mitzvot, is reminiscent of the image of a groom throwing a cloak over his bride, surrounding her with love and shelter, like we see in Yechezkel. Mitzvot create an atmosphere all around us that reminds us of our relationship with God, like being in the atmosphere of a physical home when one is surrounded by a sense of love and belonging. Torah and mitzvot become our shelter and inheritance. 
The relationship of the mitzvah tzitzit to the broader story is not just one of proximity. Tzitzit seemed to serve as a kind of tikkun or antidote to the behavior of the scouts. The Torah explains that tzitzit are meant to ensure we don't go astray, velotaturu, a clear allusion to the verb used to describe the scout's journey, latur. And while the adjuration against going astray is often understood as prohibiting lust for what one sees or desires, going after, quote, your heart and your eyes, it is worth observing that the failure of the scouts does not seem to be a problem of lust. The problem was that they felt too small. They didn't let themselves feel at home and have a sense of ownership over the promised inheritance. In their minds, it was not for them. It was for giants, not grasshoppers. The meaning of the thread of trelet in tzitzit may be interpreted in this vein as a response to the scout's sense of insecurity and inadequacy. Threads of trelet indicate something special, something that is holy to God. Trelet adorns the head of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, as part of the tzitz, the headpiece, inscribed with the words, Holy for God, Kodesh Hashem. We know that trelet was a symbol of royalty in the ancient world. A thread of trelet on everyone's garments in tzitzit, then, conveys the message that a relationship with God isn't only for the Kohen Gadol, the giant, it is for everyone. God's inheritance is not for someone bigger or greater than me. It is meant for me. The scouts were too scared to actualize a desire to take ownership of a promised inheritance, but we can embody the mitzvah of tzitzit and God's surrounding us with mitzvot more generally to feel at home in our religious inheritance of Torah. With tzitzit as a constant reminder that we belong, we can have the courage to enter and dwell in our inheritance of Torah, like God's promise to Israel that they will come to own each part of the promised land they tread with their own feet. We can explore our inheritance of Torah, making each piece of Torah ours, the more we become familiar with it. It is not always so simple to feel at home in Torah, though. The Midrash goes on to relate how King David felt disoriented in his relationship with God when he was naked in the bathhouse. Without any of the mitzvah adornments described in the first part of the Midrash, he worries he may not be in relationship with God. David is ultimately reassured when he sees the mark of his circumcision, his mila. This reminds him that he and his body are, in fact, at home in relationship with God. But as a reader, the source of his reassurance brings into clear relief how so many of the mitzvot described as a constant indication of God's love for Israel have not actually applied to all of Israel. In the history of tradition, where tefillin and tzitzit and certainly mila have just been for males, many of us can come away from this midrash feeling on the margins of divine love, not quite at home in mitzvot and our relationship with God. What do we do when, like the scouts, we feel that this inheritance of ours does not seem like it is meant for us? The story of the scouts must sink in deeply for us to overcome this feeling. When we encounter something in Torah that triggers a feeling that the Torah is meant for others, not me, or maybe it is full of lurking enemies, that is our moment to be like Yehoshua and Kalev. We will inherit this Torah because it is very good. Tovah ha'aretz ma'od ma'od. And in our desire to make it our home, we will help it live up to the potential it has. As we walk the land of our inheritance of Torah, the familiarity we build and the depth of connection we forge can fuel our sense of belonging and ownership. 
May we feel fortified in our efforts to conquer our fears and leap into a life of learning and ownership that bears beautiful fruit. Shabbat Shalom. We're going to close with the Hishtad Lusnigin by Bache Levine. And I did I die that I am mighty ninety nine. I am by did I die that I am mighty ninety nine. Oh, am I need a This episode of Tashma was produced by Jeremy Tabak and Sam Greenberg. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.